to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth, stove crew number two, numero dos. I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, starting with Heather. Hi, Heather Michaelgard from Arlington, Virginia. Hello, Brody Michael Card from Arlington, Virginia. Damaris Smith. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Damaris Smith from Naples, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited because this is a rare opportunity that I get to speak to a family. This is your first time coming here and a rare opportunity to interview my lovely wife, Damaris. So uh, so this is really exciting for me. Uh, let's start with today. Tell me some highlights from your day. What did you guys do today? Uh, who did you meet? And... Uh, and what, what was memorable about today? So today we had uh, two families. I think the days before, there weren't kids around or they were in school. Mm-hmm. So today was fun uh, because the first family had six children, yeah. five boys, one girl. Um, and the there was a father and maybe a brother or mm-hmm. a, and a brother. Yeah. And they were just very proud and excited and they wanted to help and... About receiving, <clears throat> receiving the stove. Mm-hmm. Let's see, yes, um, and um, you know, previously I've, it's been Alba and I and Don Maurice and we've been very active, but you could tell that these, the men in the home really wanted to help. So mm. I kind of took that cue and kind of stepped back a little on the first house, uh, because there was much pride and excitement mm-hmm. um, with receiving the stove and. The older boy was probably 16, yeah. I think we mm-hmm. decided, and just very much involved. And Wow, that's yeah. really rare, isn't it, Damaris? Yeah, really weird that the men will take time out of their work to be there. That's why it was so, mm-hmm. you know, very, very humbling, mm-hmm. because many men will really not care about their wives receiving one stop, but these men were there. Because they have some really tall roofs, and Elba told them you need to be here to be to be helping, and they were really there. Yep. Yeah. Not only were they present, they were no, really they helping. Were, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, and wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Heather opened a full hole. Oh, and really? It was a beautiful one. I just like hair. <laughs> oh. All by myself, and it was All tall. So yeah. It was cheeks. <laughs> There was chickens there and chicks. chicks, yes. And we had to put two slender, cinder blocks on top of the stove for me to reach the roof. Oh, that's the photo you yeah. sent me down yeah. there. Okay. And I, yep, I cracked the hole by myself. So, okay, let's back up a little bit. Okay. For those who don't know what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> so we're installing high-efficiency stoves in these homes that are cooking over an open fire. And one of the steps, the most challenging step of the stove mm-hmm. installation is literally cutting a hole in the metal roof. And uh, it's got to be the exact right diameter. It's got to be round because a four-inch pipe right. needs to go through it. And then you need to seal it, right? So. Right. Um, it's challenging. I didn't cut my first hole until probably I watched 10 or 15 stoves. I mean, I was just so nervous about 
messing up their house, you know, cutting a <laughs> hole in their ceiling. And then what if it's too big? And I couldn't. So I was very intimidating. So intimidated. So this is day three, day four. Day four. Mm-hmm. And you cut the hole yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was a good one. It was I'm, a good one. That's very rare on the first attempt. Well, I was scared. I was like, I hope I don't mess this up. <laughs> but Alba was like, see, 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 come in, keep going, whatever. Vamos, Heather, vamos. Vas bien, vas bien. So I kept going. So let's tell the audience who Alba is. Alba was um, a lady that used to receive some benefits from the place that I worked. It was a home for boys. So I met her like 10 years ago. And since then, we kind of make click and she has been uh, like my right hand. I literally will not do the mission if she will say mm-hmm. that she will not help me. That's, that's who she is. Mm-hmm. If she said no... This is the end of now is the time because <laughs> she's just that fear that you know that everything is going to be fine because she's there. She, she received a stove. She's helped us check houses after the stove parts are installed. She uh, has been a crew member, often a crew leader. Uh, she quits her job every year this time of year for three or four weeks just to help us to volunteer mm-hmm. and help us and she is a brick house she yeah. can do anything <laughs> she's amazing uh so and she's a great cheerleader so she's yeah. elba's down there and elba's guatemalan and she doesn't speak english and she's down there cheering you on in spanish mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Oh, oh. she's a block house she's <laughs> not just any brick <laughs> <laughs> she's a block house <laughs> Yeah, and I think the other thing I noticed today was I got my hands dirty. Like my hands were mm. dirty. And because and from hard work that I did and it felt really good. And then I learned how to make tortillas on oh, yeah. the stove that yeah. I that we installed. <laughs> Tell us about that. Uh, well, Alba said, do you want to make tortillas? And I, you know, I'm always afraid that I shouldn't touch something. And, you know, we're taught we can't drink out of cups and only drink from unopened bottles. And but she's like, no, go wash your hands. You can help this uh, Maria, I believe her name mm-hmm. was. You can help Maria make tortillas. So I washed. And you have to learn how to wash your hands, too, because it's not. It's the little bowl and the That's sink. That's true. And that was different. a first for you. Yeah. <laughs> I had some uh, yeah. Mariah taught me how to wash my hands in yesterday. A, in a pila, right? Pila, see. The, mm-hmm. Is that where you guys? Yeah, pila is a wash basin in each house, and it's it's different. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. So Maria grabbed a, a small ball uh, ball of uh, masa, masa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and she made it look so easy, and she had these <laughs> beautiful strong hands, and she was clapping it and. Just threw it on, and Elba was making one, and I think Dom Reese, mm-hmm. were you, yeah, Dom Reese was making one as well. And my first one was terrible. It was like <laughs> thin, and I'm like, how did I mess this up? I just watched her do it, and it looked so easy. <laughs> I not enough thing. I didn't have enough masa, so I I asked Maria Mas, and mm-hmm. she said, see, so I grabbed a little bit more masa, and I and then the second one was better. But it was amazing. I couldn't believe I was in Guatemala making tortillas on a stove that I just helped install yeah. with my nine-year-old by my side watching. 
Not in a tourist place, you know. It was right. in an actual real house with real people. Yeah. With so. real tortillas, which are the best oh, tortillas yeah. in the world. I wanted one so bad. <laughs> but I knew I couldn't eat them. <laughs> you didn't eat the tortillas? Well, they were not made with the real corn. They were made with maseca. So the okay. maseca tends to get really hard and rubbery. But, okay. but we took the tortillas. We just didn't eat them. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave them as a gift. And I think yeah. that's the other thing I've noticed is these families are giving us gifts that, I mean, I got sparkling water today, and I was so excited because <laughs> I've been craving sparkling water. Oh, really? And yeah. this, the um, gra- grandpa, yeah, or grandpa. the grandpa brought us two sparkling waters, and but that's probably a lot for him. And Or they've brought us bananas or avocados mm-hmm. and, and a big stack of tortillas and they're so grateful and you know it's hard to take that from them yet I don't think we would it'd be polite to deny it yeah so it's just they're so grateful and it's been an amazing experience yeah so a bottle of water or a soda is maybe a dollar here Yeah. Mm -hmm. and these families most of them are making about a dollar per person per day. And so it is very expensive gift that they're offering to you. Yeah. And it is humbling. Mm-hmm. And you want to say, no, 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 no. But uh, my lovely wife is teaching me how to be a gracious receiver. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard when you know somebody can't afford this, yet... It would hurt them more to say no than to um, than to accept the gift. So, um, so Heather, describe some of these homes that you've been in for those who are listening. You've never been to Guatemala, never been to one of these villages. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you describe it? How is it different from a home in the U.S.? Uh, it's very different. I mean, they're cement walls, but they're not tall walls. I mean, you can, I can see over them. Um, and they're metal doors that are locked. And once you go in, you go down a corridor, usually, and there's sometimes multiple families living there. But dirt floors, for the most part, I, we might have been in a couple that had cement floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very bare. I mean, um, just a sink, um, sometimes one room, sometimes two. I haven't seen more than two rooms and or two bedrooms, and then there's like yeah. a main area. Um, today we had that second home had a large kitchen, um, but you know I was thinking about that as it was raining today, and how we got to come back to the hotel and take a hot shower and get on the bed and curl up and read a book and listen to the rainfall yeah. and. I was thinking of their homes, and they don't have couches. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have plush pillows and micro-fleece blankets. And, you know, they're cold right now, probably. And, and you know, you're, there's not... The roofs are... What did you call it? The linoleum? It's a lamina is what they call it. Yeah. It's a corrugated metal tin roof. Yeah, I mean, that's their roof. And there's... Um, it's not an, it's not an enclosed space, 
so there's you know there's bugs and there's animals I'm sure that get in and and we talked a little bit about it yesterday um, there's very little privacy mm-hmm. so it's yeah like maybe a curtain maybe. between your room and your parents room mm-hmm. if you're a child mm-hmm. or even between your room and the neighbors right. room these aren't really houses like we think of houses with one roof and a bunch of rooms inside these are a bunch of rooms on a piece of property that is right. rented and it's usually dirt and open areas um, with a lot of fruit trees and animals mm-hmm. Brody do you see a bunch of animals uh, this week what are some of the animals that you saw a duck or dog? dog? Dog. You saw a rabbit. Was the rabbit in a cage? No, just hopping around. Mm-hmm. Really? How many did we see today? <laughs> Three. Three rabbits. Three rabbits. Wow. Cute ones. Mm-hmm. Showy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Clean ones. They were, yes. They were clean. <laughs> what else have you seen that's different? Chicks. Yeah, there were some chicks. Just walking around. Mm-hmm. They just go everywhere, don't they? The little chicks. They're so cute. They were in the meal when they were putting the stove. It was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tiny chick that is like oh, five inches and they are just walking in mm-hmm. between la, 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 the feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, at a house a couple days ago and I didn't see the chick. I didn't see the chicks when we came in. And so I was installing the stove. And sometimes, you know, there's bags or things that are on the floor that kind of the wind blows around a little bit. And so I kind of brushed it. It it was with my foot. It was a chick on the ground. I thought it was just like some, like a rag or some dust or something. I was just kind of like, and it it tweeted at me. I was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, a little different, huh? Brody, you've been having so much fun playing games. I've been watching. I love watching you play games with some of the Guatemalan kids. You don't speak Spanish, right? No. No. So tell me some of the games that you're playing. Something with a hat or something, right? Dodgeball. Dodgeball with a hat? Just a regular baseball cap, right? Man. Football. Football with the, with the cap? You guys have invented so many games just with this one hat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been so, and you guys play for hours. Mm-hmm. It's been incredible to watch. We have a basement full of toys, and my son has been completely entertained, exhausted at the end of the day, and they've had a hat. <laughs> a hat. <laughs> it's incredible. And it just goes to show we don't need yeah. that much. Yeah. That's Bob the chicken. Yeah, we, I mean, if that's one thing I just keep, you know, these people, they have what they need, and if they don't have it, they work hard to get it, and they save, and they're intentional about their belongings and. You know, even in these homes, you can kind of tell everything has a purpose and a place. Yeah. And it, it reminds me a lot of minimalism that I've been trying mm. to practice. And, yeah, I mean, they, it's, in America, we have so much. 
and and we don't need it. Even in these huge homes, we really spend about 80% of our time in two or three rooms, mm. you know, much mm. like these homes. So it's it's been it's been great to see it and realize that yeah, we can be entertained with a hat. Yeah. It's just a little imagination. I'm not kidding. Hours yeah. of entertainment. Oh. They've come up with different games just mm-hmm. with a baseball cap. And, you know, you'll be walking through the courtyard of Corazon de los Niños, our community center, and, and this hat goes whipping by your face. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, the game is on. I oh, mean, yeah. it is on. They are full on. I thought yesterday, maybe I should buy a bolt. And I thought, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the people who are listening, we can't afford to buy a bolt. But <laughs> why ruin the, yeah. the fun with that? Well, it's so interesting to me, too, because like you said, the Guatemalan cult- culture is that you waste nothing, right. that you use everything that is available. And they have reflected that culture by taking something they have and creating something out of it. I mean, they've created, rather than passively consuming uh, games or toys, they've taken something that was not meant for a toy Mm -mm. and created games, several games, Mm -hmm. around it and entertained themselves for hours. Every kid wants to wear the hat. I guess now, now that's the game going around when they're at BBS. Mm-hmm. They take the, the hat for somebody else, and they and they wear it. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was so close to take the hat today. <laughs> I thought, you seniors, we're singing. <laughs> but I did. During worship, during the video? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Now, Marisa, you told me uh, earlier today that, I don't know, one of the houses that you visited today had some of the best-behaved children you've just ever seen. Yes, Can they you, were. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, I have met a lot of children, and sometimes you just can't see something special in, in some of them. And this, I could see it through through their eyes. They're mm-hmm. just very nice kids. Mm-hmm. And I said that to the mom, and she said, thank you, they are really nice. She said, we have worked very hard for them to, to learn to learn manners and just to behave well. Mm-hmm. And she said to be kind and be respectful. And, you know, she, her, her face changed when I said, wow, you, I really like your children. I said, they, they look very nice and respectful and everything. And, you know, it's, it's very good when, when a parent receives the compliment mm-hmm. of, of all the work that they have been doing with their children I mean it's a lot of kids it's a lot of kids and all of them were just there watching Mm -hmm. what was happening I mean very shy they didn't say Mm -hmm. a lot but you know it's just like those children uh, from Santo Tomas they sit at the table and they just listen to the adults and they just they are just watching but yeah very very nice families so, so the two houses were a family. They were brother and sister, and oh, the two and the older girls are the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm. it was it was very nice. 
Well, Heather, you're a very attentive mom. Uh, it's obvious that you care deeply about your children wanting to bring Brody here to have this experience. Uh, you shared with me this morning that uh, you really wanted him to uh, reach outside his comfort zone and experience some of this, and you wanted that for yourself as well. In fact, you uh, took a challenge yesterday. I have been giving some cultural challenges and uh, you said you wanted to be uncomfortable all day. Can you share a little more about that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I believe that we find growth out of being uncomfortable and walking through that. And so you had given us two challenges. One was to do a two-bucket challenge where, where a lot of Guatemalans don't get running water every day, so they have to save it. And um, so I took that challenge um, and after a long hard day of um, putting in the stoves and and also carrying a backpack on my back because that was your second challenge is um, a lot of these Guatemalan women uh, carry babies around all day long and up and down hills and mm -hmm. sometimes a basket on their head or blocks in their arms but the baby's on their back too um, so I, I did put the backpack um, on my back and carried that all day as well um, and after that took the two bucket challenge um, with cold water and I really wanted a hot shower that day because it was a <laughs> it was a long day um, but but I did I wanted to be uncomfortable and experience life um, similar to what a Guatemalan might go through. I mean, definitely not to that extreme, but, um, it, it, and it was uncomfortable. It was really cold water. I used almost every drop of it because, you know, it was shampoo and conditioner and I wanted to make sure I got clean and I felt dirty and grimy and just from installing the stoves. Um, and the backpack was hard too. It was heavy and it was sweaty, and there were times I wanted to take it off. And I think during lunch I mm. put it down and pretended the baby was taking a nap. But, <laughs> um, and as a mother of three boys, I mean, I carried my kids around a lot. Um, and I have back problems now because of mm. it. And so I know how heavy it can be. And they're kicking you, and they want this, and they want that. And um, But I wasn't doing hard work and carrying that baby, mm -hmm. you know, and I had the privilege of being able to put them in a pack and play or put them down or give them to somebody else if, if I needed to. Um, so it, it was a good challenge and, um, and I, you know, I'm glad I did it and I, I can't imagine not being able to turn on the shower every day whenever I wanted for as long mm -hmm. as I wanted. And I think I also mentioned doing the two-bucket challenge was very purposeful. Like, I had a purpose, and my purpose was to get clean yeah. and get out as quickly and as I could and get dressed because I was cold and it wasn't <laughs> comfortable. You know, you're not in this hot massaging shower with nice tile and your soaps and all of that. It was... You know, I had to wash my hair and, and wash my body and get out and get my clothes on. And so it was very purposeful, which I, I kind of liked, too. It wasn't, you know, I think we can get distracted by things. And um, I've also learned from this 
these days seem very long, but I think it's because mm. they're so full of purpose. And I've been unplugged for, what, five days now? Wow. And that, I don't, you know, I have an online business and I'm always texting or I'm taking photos and, you know, like, I'm always connected somehow. Mm-hmm. And this has given me a chance to disconnect and to be completely mindful of what I'm doing and to, and to have a purpose every day. And I have, you know, free time and it's wonderful and I've been reading and just laying there and it's been really nice <laughs> and I'm still installing stoves you know mm-hmm. but yeah. I there's a time and a place and a purpose and when that's done we move on to the next and it's just been very enlightening and spending a lot of time with your son a lot of time with Brody what were and I know we talked about a couple of your favorite things so far what were those The volcano. The volcano. What about the volcano, Brody? It erupting and lava going down it. We can see it from the <laughs> roof of yeah. the hotel. And it is the best eruption yeah, Don Mason <laughs> and I have seen in 12 years of being here. You, you got the choice seat, let me tell you. It was cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and we, we brought a pack of uno cards and so sitting on the top of the terrace with a bunch of new friends playing Mm. uno and watching this volcano erupt (laughs) in the background it's incredible wow heather you because you're a very attentive parent and a very good parent you you and i communicated quite a bit before you came you had several concerns about safety, and mm-hmm. which is completely normal. Um, how would you, what would you say to other parents mm-hmm. who would be concerned about the safety like you were, right. uh, who are, might be interested in coming to Guatemala to serve on a mission? Yeah, I was, I was nervous before I got here because it's unknown to me. And I knew once I got here, um, I would be safe. Um, you know, I I trusted you, and I trusted uh, a couple of the people that were going to be here. Um, and I did. As soon as we got through customs, I think that was my... Actually, customs was kind of my biggest fear. was like, <laughs> how am I going to get through this airport? Mm-hmm. It was so easy. The people in the Guatemalan airport were so nice, and... Some of them spoke English and, you know, directed me where to go. And I, I never felt unsafe um, just from the moment I landed. Um, and then as I came out of the airport, I immediately saw you, Sean, and then I saw Don Maurice, and I just, I wasn't scared at all. And just being, you know, we got to this beautiful hotel, and we're in Antigua, and I there's not been one moment that I've feared for our safety. The only thing I've been a little concerned about is the motorcycles on mm, the street. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of motorcycles and, yep. and there's narrow streets. There's not um, stoplights. Right. Yep. So people are just kind of going. Um, so, you know, we, 
I hold Brody's hand and we are just vigilant and mm -hmm. you know we have situational awareness at all times and but I think you should be that way in Washington DC or Chicago yeah. or Guatemala I mean I I haven't been afraid at all I've, I've felt very safe with uh, all of our chauffeurs and and I think as long as I have a translator with me I, I feel good <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm ner I'm afraid it's just I want to communicate with them and so you know mm -hmm. just to have someone there to to help me along uh, but yeah I would encourage any parent who's ever thought about serving on a mission and, and you know and, and and taking their children to absolutely do it it's it's life-changing and I'm so glad I brought my son and I'm, I'm considering bringing both next year mm. and and I think you know you had said at one point if you have a choice between working and playing with the children choose the children every time and I do I watch Brody communicating with Guatemalans I mean and neither one of them speak the other language and yet they figure out that, oh, we're playing dodgeball, or we're playing football, <laughs> or the one little boy asked Brody if he was in school, mm -hmm. and they communicate, and it's through their eyes, and so I think it helps the children here in Guatemala just as much as it helps ours, so hmm. I'm very glad I brought Brody. Well, we're very glad that you did, too. Did you want to say something, Brody? Oh, <laughs> um, truly, we're we're honored that you would entrust us uh, with with the safety of your children, and that you would uh, that you would have the faith to s step forward into this unknown world. And we're just so grateful that you've had a positive experience. And I just love watching Brody play games with the hat all day yeah. long. I just think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. Any final thoughts you'd like to share, uh, Don Reese or Heather or Brody, with people who might be listening? Mm -hmm. Well, for my first experience, I mean, it's not that we haven't been at the houses, but uh, you and I ha have been at the houses with some other Guatemalans, but um, just to be with her, it's, it has been a great uh, experience easy person, no drama, <laughs> low maintenance, um, so kind. It's, um, you know, it's, it's just the way that it should go, but right? it doesn't always go like that, you know. We so, want more like you, Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, very kind with the family. Um, so just, just a good, very positive attitude. And, you know, that just makes easier everything because there's always issues so we went through some issues and you know she was like okay okay and I I just love people that don't do drama yes. <laughs> that can be so stressful because now you have the problem and now you have a troubled person who mm. is like oh my gosh what are we gonna do so um, I just love to be with, with her it was a great experience and mm. It's it's out. We we finish tomorrow, and I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. It's been so much fun being with you and Elba, and yeah, I don't do drama either. So I'm glad we're 
on the same page there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I would just say, you, you know, um, I, the word someday keeps going through my mind. It does. Someday. <laughs> and, I, you know, it's one week out of the year. One week. And it could change your life. I think it has changed mine, and, you know, I'm already, we were already all talking about next year. <laughs> and, you know, are you bringing your kids? Well, if you do. Okay, I will if you do. Mm. And, uh, I think it has really helped Brody having other children here as well. Sure. So, you know, I, I would. I would encourage everyone to, I think you have to be eight or seven. Well, we say seven to 77, but we've had one-year-olds on crew i mean that's kind of a rare exception but um but yeah we've had lots of children we have children every week yeah, yeah. the rule has been if your child can understand no they can come wow <laughs> yeah that's they, pretty much <laughs> they can respect no from an adult other than their parents yeah. just for safety you know yeah, absolutely. um then parents know if you know their child can handle something like this but even if it's going to be a challenge for them like you um you know we work very hard to make it not only safe but productive for children and families that they can truly participate Mm -hmm. so um so anyway so um brody any final thoughts no would you encourage another child to come cool I think we'll leave your four-year-old brother at home. He's <laughs> <laughs> three, almost four. Well, Brody and Heather, uh, on behalf of Don Maurice and myself and all of the volunteers uh, at Corazon de los Niños and Lillian, uh, we give you thanks. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing so much of your love and your time with uh with our dear friends here and thank you for your service to our lord and to his children here in guatemala and thanks for sharing your stories on the podcast sure thank you for this opportunity so that's all the time we have for now from antigua guatemala if you'd like more information about our mission team photos audio podcasts blog posts or even youtube videos Visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios, go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.